This is an unfiltered podcast. We may talk about subjects that will be uncomfortable, triggering, or contain adult themes and language. We cannot guarantee trigger warnings, and listener discretion is advised. Everything discussed in this podcast is based off of opinion. Neither of us are professionals. We are creating an environment to casually discuss opinions and personal experiences. They should not be misinterpreted as statements as to what every system or survivor's experience is, what is fact, or what is right and wrong. How are, How are you? you doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, who are you? I'm Kaya. I'm the host of the Dissociated System. And who are you? It's Charlie. I just touched the mic. <laughs> I just like it's need to get used to this. <laughs> but it's Charlie, host of the Rated Bunch System. Um, you so... put your hair up in like really cute pigtails today. If you're not watching this on YouTube. She's got her hair in like the most adorable little pigtails. And it looks really cute. You guys should all Thank go you. and look at it on YouTube because it's really got to figure out how to have fun with this like hair that I still can't braid. <sighs> but it looks good. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so we're going to talk a lot about a lot of stuff. We're going to start out with a Q&A that has um, been questions submitted to us by uh, the people on our Patre- Patreons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to move into talking about mental health um, and mental illness online versus offline. Yes. Um, and how men- seeing things online about mental health kind of affects your own mental health and everything, just social media and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, But let's start off. Uh, We actually wanted to talk about something additionally, um, and that's something that's a language uh, kind of misunderstanding that's happened from what we've seen over the whole community for a while now, Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, people um, mistaking integration for fusion. Yeah. Um, And we've only learned more about this recently, and we've been seeing kind of the community change the understanding of those two words recently. Um, Our current understanding is that integration means breaking down amnesic walls and increasing communication across your system. And fusion is when two alters become one. Yeah. Um, And for a long time, I think a lot of people thought that integration meant fusion. Integration meant two alters becoming one. Sorry, you go. (laughs) My shirt just popped over. Oh, no. It's fine. It's just I had this pin keeping these two sides of this shirt together and it just went bing. <laughs> Popped over. Perfect timing. <laughs> so um, my, uh, when I started um, my channel on YouTube, I'd never even heard of Fusion. Um, everybody yeah. called it integration. And it was only, I think I first heard about the term Fusion from Multiplicity in me. Yeah. Um, and that was maybe like a year into having been on YouTube. So the first time I saw it being discussed in the community with that term was probably around 2019. I yeah. don't know um, if it's actually been around for a really long time and it just wasn't like terminology that was used by DID systems online at that time. But yeah, um, yeah there's definitely a lot of confusion because they're still both technically types of, well, integration is obviously integration and fusion is a type of integration. So um, you can integrate without fusing. Yeah, you can't fuse yeah. without integrating. If that yeah. makes sense, like and in order to fuse, you need. Sorry. Sorry. No. No. You go. No. So this could still be wrong. This is just my understanding of it as I've learned as time goes on. But in order to um, fuse for two alters to sort of merge together and become a new alter, 
you need to have relatively good communication and like you said those amnesia barriers need to come down that is in itself an integration um but so so yeah it's it's confusing but they're two different things but like in the same way that like a rectangle is still a square yeah do you know what i mean absolutely yeah it's confusing i definitely didn't know about it when i started but it seems to be like being used as like community terminology more now um, which is good i don't know if there's a place to go where it tells you all the correct terminology for did stuff because it seems like we're all just sort of learning as we go along it'd be helpful if someone could put something like that together yeah, I mean, so much are community made terms. We actually we have a dissociative dictionary little video that we should probably update soon. Cute. But um, yeah, like there are so many community terms that it gets muddy. But um, that is currently people still are using them kind of interchangeably integration and fusion. But that is my current understanding of what the two mean. Mm-hmm. And um, we also wanted to talk on. Uh, So integration, I know that there have been people who have been afraid of the concept that integration can happen really suddenly and without any like consent from the alters involved. Do you Um, mean fusion? I did mean fusion. There we go. I apologize. (laughs) I apologize for, I'm still learning the difference. We're still like retraining, but um, thank you. No no worries. uh, I'm going to be honest, my understanding and like, I don't know, but my understanding is that all systems are going to work differently and that there's not going to be any like be all end all. This is how it works for everyone. This can never happen. This Mm -hmm. is the only way it works. But from what I do know, it is much more common than not that a fusion is not going to happen unless there's been time behind it and those amnesic walls coming down and it's usually a kind of slow gradual process Mm. that um is not like an overnight whoa suddenly two Mm. became one but also like it's going to work different for every system is my understanding and it also could be that if you haven't especially if you're sort of new to understanding your did or you don't have great communication it can be that you might not have noticed an integration was happening and then the end of it sort of seems to happen all at once and you might look at it and be like oh we integrated overnight but without then seeing that you know maybe you were talking or communication was getting easier or trauma was starting to be processed on you know one side of things and that also counts as a slow process towards the integration that can result in a fusion and also um there's there's a thing with polyfragmented systems as well i learned this recently um, it was passed on to me by a uh, somebody who's trained in treating DID, has a lot of experience treating DID. She's a psychotherapist, I think. Um, psychotherapist, therapist, somebody who treats people. And yeah. she said that, okay, so my previous understanding of polyfragmented systems was systems who have either over 100 alters or who have subsystems within their system. So like yeah. separate groups of alters. Um, And she told me that polyfragmented can also mean a system that integrates, sorry, fuses, um, fuses and splits a lot, like very, very regularly. Um, And I was like, oh, well, that's really interesting because that's not what I thought polyfragmentation was. 
But yeah, apparently polyfragmented systems, their brain is a lot more um, sort of predisposed to, if anything traumatic happens or anything high stress, um, to a, a lower level than some other systems, for example, their brain's yeah. immediate reaction is split or fuse. Um, yeah. And that's why they end up with so many alters. Yeah. Again, this is sense. just what's been passed on. So I might not have understood it completely correctly. But um, yeah, it's going to look different for every system, especially if you're a polyfragmented system. Um, yeah. Fusion might come faster, easier, or more immediately than a, a system who isn't polyfragmented, for example. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to give a little heads up to everyone. I get really insecure about this for whatever reason. We woke up with a migraine today and we took pain meds. And sometimes when that happens, I start feeling like my face is sagging a little bit. So if I'm making like a weird face or like, while we're talking, <laughs> that's why. Let Anyways. me know if you, need, if you need a break. Do you have some coffee with you? Oh, I'm totally good. Yes. Got coffee, got water. We're all good. Okay. Let me know yeah. if it gets too much at any point. We can always come back to this. We can always film this in two parts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But don't worry. Um, you, you look lovely even when you were like dissociating into pain. <laughs> also, if there becomes background noise, there is stuff going on at our house today. So just let me know if there's background noise. Mm -hmm. um, but moving from integration fusion talk to there was a Patreon question for y'all about a recent fusion. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who left little questions on our Patreon um, and on your Patreon as well um we haven't gotten any yet but oh damn I'll, I'll sorry sure to see if it's up to <laughs> i didn't mean to like rub salt in a wound there. <laughs> it's okay it's okay like thank you for the questions on your patreon if you had any <laughs> no i'm sorry that's just an asshole household move um okay so somebody said um about the, the integration fusion thing um, our question for Kaya, I remember Nin explaining a sort of dream experience between Chloe and Nina when they integrated. I was wondering a bit more on your experience through Nin and Kyle's integration. So kind of like what I, I said um, a minute ago, or maybe five minutes ago, time has no meaning. Um, when Chloe and Nin, Nin, when Chloe and Nina integrated into Nin, God, that's a bit of a tongue twister there, sorry. Um, we hadn't, well, Chloe had no experience of fusing, um, and our whole system had been quite scared of the idea of fusing. We would really dissociate when even the topic was brought up. It was, uh, an immediate dissociation. Coral looks so cute right now. Um, hi. that there are people at our house right now, so she's very excited because she wants to go make friends, but she's a little too much, so I'm trying to keep her calm it's and keep really her here. Sweet. It's like she's listening to me. Anyway, yes. Um, yeah, we didn't have any prior information like for people at the front of our system. There had been an integration of a persecutor and another persecutor, but because that, that was quite low down in our system, Chloe wasn't particularly aware of it. They hadn't really been involved in the situation or anything like that. It was just like, oh, that's changed. Okay, sure, okay. Um, but Nina and like, okay, let me try and, okay. So for at least, I don't know, maybe six months or something like that, 
Chloe had been trying for years to try and get, well, maybe not years, maybe a year. Chloe had been trying to get Nina to sort of open up to her. Yeah. And Nina was very much like, fuck right off. <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't want to be friends. I don't, I, you're not going to make me talk about anything to do with trauma. Um, Absolutely. You know, you've, you've trapped me in a life with, you know, a, 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 another partner and I can't go out and do, you know, whatever I want to do type thing. Yeah. Um, but she was also fronting a lot more often when we were on our own than usual even though we weren't going out and doing stuff that she'd usually do, like partying and things. Yeah. So she was struggling with processing trauma stuff by herself. And also there had been a kind of sort of, there was a situation with another sexual protector who was outside of our system. And Nina kind of became, it was complicated. Basically this other altar was like, also a sexual protector and was like, Hey, I want to be friends. I, I want to be friends. I want to experience, you know, friendship from somebody who actually understands what our job is like to be a sexual protector. And yeah. Nina was like, not sure about that, but, you know, appreciated the idea because she'd never really had a friend. Um, yeah. And it took a while for her to get used to that concept. And then this other alter changed their mind and said, no, actually, I just want to be friends with benefits. I'm only interested in fucking you. And she was like, okay that's fine you know like that's um, I'm you know I understand how that works at least that's something yeah. that's more known to me but also damn I'm really unlovable huh like yeah. type thing which obviously tied into a lot of stuff but then they changed their mind again and said actually no I don't want to fuck you I just want to be friends so now she was like okay okay sure like whatever okay we can try and then they changed their mind again and said, no, no, I don't, I don't want to, you know, like I just, you're never I, happy with me. Are you? Oh, it was, it was insane. I mean, this other altar had a lot going on, like a oh. lot going on within their system and fronted rarely. But for, for Nina, this was kind of like the first person that she felt like maybe I can exist as something more than just a sex object. You know, maybe I can exist for something more than, literally to exist to be raped essentially and then yeah. the flip flopping around of i can see you as a person i can't see you as a person i can see you as a person i can't see you as a person um it was really difficult and then um she was pushing everyone away even more than usual after that and she yeah. was kind of starting to come to terms with the fact that Okay, well, but by, by the time I'd integrated as as Nina, I had completely come to terms with facts and completely settled with the fact that had worried me for ages that I was unlovable, that I was never going to have friends of my own, that I was never going to have a life of my own, that I'd never be able to choose my future, um, that I'd never be anything more than something that was created and a person who existed to hold trauma. And I finally hey. kind of became at peace with that. What's up? I know you're integrated now, but we yeah. love you. Oh, thanks. I love you. Thanks. I know that the integration and everything has happened, but I love you. Too. Parts of you. And Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, so it was like a long period of a lot of stuff happening and her 
being kind of gently pushed by Chloe to open up about things or at least to start self-reflecting on stuff. That improved communication with Chloe and Nina. Chloe also then had a very, very bad eating disorder experience thing that happened and Nina was also very active in that it was mainly them too and it got to the point where like we were eating about 300 calories a day and we got really ill um and we lived alone and stuff like that and then it wasn't long after that that the alter who had been speaking to Nina and flip-flopping around integrated with another alter and that other alter in their system was also in a relationship with one of the alters in our system and they felt like they had to choose between nina and this other alter yeah system and we hadn't said anything about this they kind of threw on us that a fusion was happening right now and the last thing that nina heard anyone say and heard from this person was we choose nadia and it broke me I shattered completely and that that was we went to bed and I woke up the next day and I was nin um yeah so that was very much like a okay yeah that's that's yep that's kind of reaffirmed every single trauma thought I ever had or I only exist for this there's no future for me um I'm unlovable and unworthy and I'm an object and it was extremely painful but I also kind of felt at peace because of it like I'd accepted that trauma and I was able to sit with it and it was just a fact now. Um, and by opening that up to Chloe and all the, the, the way our body was with the eating disorder stuff, we were able to fuse and it wasn't intentional, but looking back with the understanding I have of it now makes a lot of sense. And Nina never forgave that person. Nin didn't forgive that person. As Kaya, I still have a very difficult time speaking about that person. Um, but I understand, you know, w- what happened with that. So that's yeah. that's how that happened. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a dream. It was just a sort of, I went to sleep and the next day I woke up and I knew something was very different. Yeah. Very, very different. It took a while to pick a name. I was originally going by Chloe for a while. Um, somebody nicknamed us Nin. And then that eventually started to feel like our name. So we kept yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, would you want to talk at all about the more recent fusion with um, Nin and Kyle? I can do. Uh, my guinea pig is biting the vase of the cage. So I just want to give them some pellets or something so that they um, don't interrupt the whole podcast. But um, would you consider talking about you your experience as being an altar that split from another altar or do you not want to yes. talk about that yes absolutely okay i'll be so, right back you, you talk yes. about that and i'll be right with you <laughs> so um yeah so our we've had several hosts over time um our last host before me was alex and alex uh only existed for i believe about a year and a half um and became host pretty soon after starting to exist, but was never supposed to be our host. And for our system, being our host just comes along with managing our chronic pain um, and managing our migraines. Um, And that's not an easy job. (laughs) And um, Alex never wanted to be our host. And Alex 
had a really hard time managing the pain. Um, I was a part of Alex. I was, I would arguably say a very major part of Alex once we became the host um, as Alex. Um, But who Alex was before taking on the host was very different. And we slash she felt very different a little while into being our host and felt like all of who she was had been stripped away by having to be our host, by having to mask as our old host to keep that consistency of how the outside world perceives us. And um, also just like having all of her energy taken away by the drainingness of drainingness of chronic pain and migraines. Um, and so that was really hard for her. And um, eventually it just became way, way, way too much. And she split. And so now there's me and then I have a twin in our system. We both used to be Alex. Hey, Cora. Hop up. Hop up. Good girl, lay down. Good girl. Cora but, is Charlie's dog, by the way, if people are wondering who Cora is. Yes. She's a little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically I now exist to be our pain manager and therefore be our host. I'm more well-equipped to handle that. Um, and then there's my twin, Una. And Una, um, she is a lot more like Alex was before she became our host. Um, She's a lot more carefree and energetic and like wants to go out and explore and is very like personable without getting attacked. I feel like she's the kind of person and I remember being Alex before being host, so it's weird. Um, But we were very much the kind of person who would like go out somewhere where there were tons of people and we'd be like on our own independent adventure, but we'd make friends along the way, but it was never like we were on an adventure with them. It was like, and now you're a part of my world and then I'm going to go along and I'm going to find someone else to become a part of my world for a little bit and like go and just, it was very like free and exciting and independent and adventurous. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it felt really good to be Alex in that time but we changed a lot. And um, so I think I, in many ways, carry who Alex became. And she, in many ways, carries who Alex was meant to be, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's weird. And obviously that's not like cut and dry how it is. And we're both our own people, but like, that's kind of how I view it. You know, I see a lot of how you just described Alex to be in you yeah like a lot yeah you're extremely or sometimes you come across extremely like just free you do the stuff you want to do you get really excited about like you know wanting to paint or you know this new idea that you come up with and you're just so you you exude such a sunny energy like even though you have this awful job of having to deal with chronic pain and and fatigue and just like all that stuff the migraines it's, it's horrible and we're constantly in awe of how whenever you're not completely like bedridden by it you're just out doing stuff and you just want to do things and just explore stuff and try new things and experience 
the world around you and you'll just like go out on walks or you know decide to try a new painting medium or like buy a desk and like like it's just it's it's crazy to us and we love it you have a lot of that in you um but obviously I, you know I yourself better to. than us but what obviously you know yourself better than we know you but like we see yes. we see that in you too it's nice to know that comes across and like it's nice to know that I still have some of that because it is in many ways feels like a part of me that I lost yeah but I'm more okay with dealing with that than I was when I was a part of Alex right if that makes sense mm -hmm. um but yeah so that's an interesting like opposite fusion yeah type thing um but yeah, do you want to talk about Nin and Kyle fusing? I can do. I mean, I'm still pretty new out of it. So mm -hmm. there's still a lot of stuff that I haven't really been able to reflect back on and stuff yet. And I'll probably come to terms with it a lot better and see it from like a more distance perspective in the future. But right now, it's still really sad, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I know that it started sometime early last year. Mm -hmm. um, we'd obviously gone through hell in 2020. Yeah. Um, and we, both Kyle and Nin had been very much in love and uh, very dedicated to their partners and fully convinced as was the whole system that they were gonna spend the rest of their lives together. Mm -hmm. And, um, we that obviously we we lost that we felt comfortable starting to make new friends again um sort of like the first friends that we'd made since discovering we had did and leaving university and stuff like that the first new friends and then that obviously turned out very very badly we had the whole sergio costa thing going on and nin and kyle were kind of at odds with the rest of the system like Nadia had pretty much completely shut down from sort of late 2019 through 2020. So she yeah. wasn't around to experience the same kind of pain with losing partners and things like that, that Kyle and Nin were. But the rest of the system were like, we, we missed the partner system that we'd lost. We all did. Yeah. Um, it was losing friends and, you know, children and, and family and other people who understood that you know we'd built relationships with over the years but none of them had been in love like nin and kyle were or fronting as often around these other people that we'd lived with so yes. while they were very much like we need to move on you know we need to get over it and, and a lot more angry at that system um nin and kyle were very much bogged down by anger and confusion and feelings of betrayal and being triggered and still both almost always co-fronting at that period of time trying to deal with the, the fallout stuff from the internet um money sergio costa um legal stuff people stalking and, and harassing us and you know coming like very close to where we live and things like that um and it was just we felt very much like the only people who really got it were each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Even though we were experiencing it, processing it in very different ways. 
and it started slowly we didn't realize at first it just became very easy to communicate with each other we were with each other pretty much 24 7. it was more unusual for us to not either be sharing the headspace at the same time than it was for us to be co-fronting like we were we were just together all the time and it almost became sort of like rapid switching but without the feeling of rapid switching like the amnesia wasn't there we could talk back and forth to each other almost out loud and it was kind of like i described it as like a venn diagram like two circles that were still two separate circles but starting to mesh together yeah so like then we started to like share memories and then there was just some confusion and it was like am i kyle am i nin who am i what's going on and around that period of time was when we were like shit we're starting to fuse um and we were both absolutely in denial about it for ages and like no 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 we need each other we need each other we're not doing this we can't do this we need to fight this absolutely not no but obviously we couldn't really like stop it and we'd make videos back and forth there was a period where we made a video and we were almost completely fused at that point i think and it was both of us essentially saying goodbye to each other in the system and it was really sad bro (laughs) um it was very much like we'd gone from we can't do this i can't survive without you you've always been there um what on earth is going to happen to me what's going to happen to us if we don't have each other (laughs) get upset but um yeah by that point we kind of reached a well you know this is going to happen and it's going to be okay because we're going to be together forever essentially in one person um and we get we get a break we get to rest type thing um and i remember kyle saying and it's in this video somewhere like whoever we become whoever comes out of this is gonna be like the most op also <laughs> and like the most overpowered alter and i mean really? they were fucking right <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah i still struggle with it sometimes especially feeling like i don't have kyle or mm-hmm. i don't have like it was difficult for the system because it was a loss of a primary protector yeah um and that took a lot of change within the system like we were all up in arms like what the fuck are we gonna do um kyle's been there since the body was three this is the way our system works and now it's gone how we need to readjust everything um but i think we've got a handle on it some other alters stepped up front um like to take on some of the responsibilities that needed to be taken on um after integrating i now have access to well there's still my kyle's memories of uh, being aware that there was a whole subsystem now as host this is the first time that the host has been aware that there's also a subsystem um it's one of the first times that the host has been relatively respected by the persecutors in our system because they knew me as kyle um and they knew nina who was also a persecutor and it's changed a lot for our system it's definitely been extremely healing but it's not been easy yeah yeah can i just say something that still like was just a sweet thing at the beginning of our friendship yeah um is because like we started getting really close when that fusion was really kind of solidifying i think Mm -hmm. um right around that time 
and we got to be the first people to ever call you Kaya out loud. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yep. That's a fond memory because I was like, holy shit, that's the first time anyone's called me by my name. Yeah. Yeah, it was very validating. That name came to me as well, randomly. Like, I just yeah. like had it one day and was like, oh, all right, well, that will be my name. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's how that happened. There you go, yeah. a very long-winded story about our experience. <laughs> um, what other Patreon questions do we have? There are some for you, actually. Let's have a look. Let me see. Um, how have you and your systems grown and changed and evolved since you started your online presence? I'd love to hear what you guys do in your non-online lives. How do you think your um, system has changed? Yeah, I think that, uh, well, I think there are two main things that have helped us be able to open up communication and understand each other. And one is having Keller, who we live with, who sees people when they front and can relay messages to us, which like, thank fuck, because <laughs> we would have so much less awareness of who exists in our system without that but also being able to actually see each other and see each other speak and hear each other's voices. And um, I mean, we also like, y'all see what we like mostly post on TikTok, um, but then also y'all don't see all of our drafts <laughs> just talking to each other. Um, but that only exists because we make this content on TikTok. Um, and I think it has really helped us just be able to recognize that we all in some ways are the same. Like be able to see the overarching, okay, we all do share this life. We all do like function together. We are lucky enough. We just made a video the other day about how I think for many reasons, because we grew up in a very like liberal bubble city, um, we're very lucky that for almost all of us, our baseline morals and everything really do like are cohesive, which I know for a lot of systems who grow up like I was using politics when I was explaining it, but like if you grew up in a really Republican household and now you're really liberal, but you might have some really Republican, those views alters. Mm -hmm. um, and we're really lucky that for the most part, like we definitely have variance in, in the um, details of moral arguments and stuff. But when it comes down to it, we do have a really strong baseline. And um, I do think that that is really helpful when you're looking at actually really trying to heal and trying to not necessarily fuse, but integrate and get to that functional multiplicity. Um, I do think starting out it is important to recognize that you all are different and that everyone needs to be respected as an individual and everything but I also think for actually reaching a point of healing it's so important to recognize that y'all also are to a degree one um and I just think I think that being able to watch our own content back helps us see both sides of that that's really nice I like that yeah that does make sense yeah yeah I always find it hardest in our system 
um, to sort of come to terms with the fact that we are in some way one, um, at least sharing the same same life, same body, but different pasts, even though they're all part of the same past, it's just fragmented. Um, it's usually EPs and persecutor protectors, um, in my experience, that have the hardest time coming to terms with um, having to be part of a system with these other alters that they may not necessarily get on with or may also have been involved in the same trauma. Yeah. Um, like it's really common in our system and other systems that we've known for alters to blame each other for um, abuse that was experienced or yeah. trauma that was experienced or for how it was handled or reacted to and um, persecutor behavior to sort of persecutory behavior to kind of come from that vein of yeah. it was your fault um so we struggle with the we're all part of the same whole thing yeah but making videos and content definitely helped that massively it really gave us a a visual and auditory way to identify each other of like i now know how for example kyle looks in the body i now know how nadia looks when she's using the body and the way the voice sounds and the way other people experience us when someone else is fronting and they're not masking or at least masking to a lesser degree whereas before we started making videos we had no idea what that looked like um oh mm -hmm. sorry no, that's what? just also something that's so useful with making videos is it helps both with people learning to mask and people learning to unmask. Oh, yeah. Massively. No, no, it's fine. I was pretty much done anyway. I was just rambling. Okay. Um, I also just wanted to say they were asked at the end what our lives are like when we're not like online. Really boring. Yeah, really boring. <laughs> so boring so much just laying in bed in pain so much re-watching the same thing over and over and over again because you know that like there's so much amnesia that people are going to get frustrated on missing out on things or you might switch and you don't want to like miss part of whatever you're watching so there's so much mm -hmm. just like there's the four things that you do mm -hmm. and they're the exact same things and you just do them on rotation over and over and over again so that multiple people get the same experience but you also don't have to like stress about if you switch out and come back in like mm -hmm. the amount mm -hmm. of times we've watched the office ours used to be friends in like yeah. 2016 that was like just constantly watching friends because it was like a comfort show um we still need to watch gilmore girls together yeah, I still can't believe I've never seen it. I'm, yeah. I'm down to watch it for sure at some point, at some point. But yeah, same for us. It's mainly sort of the same basic tasks that we need to do to survive, quote unquote, survive of if we don't do this, then our whole life is going to change for the worst type thing. So, for example, dealing with solicitors fees and, you know, being constantly updated about what Sergio Costa is um, doing or saying now and how to absolutely not go into a complete and utter flashback every time we hear something um, yeah. or, you know, what, just, just what we need to do to be okay to prepare for things. So whenever we're not 
like same with you either in bed just absolutely knocked out by chronic fatigue or chronic pain it is what do we need to do to a stay alive and b prepare for the immediate future in a way that will keep us safe to some level and that is usually like do the guinea pigs have enough food yes or no have the guinea pigs been cleaned yes or no have i been cleaned yes or no no. like yeah almost (laughs) always no it's like maybe once or twice a week i might be able to get like in the shower or something like that it's like hey we showered last night and y'all showered before this high five high five yes and like i know a lot of people are probably like oh my god that's gross they're like really dirty and it's like it's hard when you're mentally ill and physically ill to do stuff like that we literally last night had we took a shower and we were really stressed and didn't know why we were stressed about going and taking a shower and we ended up having a little front during the shower who has bathtub trauma Mm -hmm. um and i was actually able to hold on to part of the front when they were there but we were like and they i don't think they've ever been co-con with someone before but i was able to kind of keep us on track well done. I also don't really know because I've been co-con a lot with Jaden lately and I think he might have been there too but um it was like just totally frozen and like really it can be hard <laughs> yeah definitely like loads of systems have um like shower and bath trauma yeah. like we have both shower and bath trauma um so that's just another reason why it couldn't be hard like and also like people always used to make comments about like the color of our teeth in our early videos and part of that was because um we were messing around with like the um saturation of the videos (laughs) and (laughs) they became very unflattering but um also like it's it's really hard to like keep keep up with stuff like that and remember to do that when the majority of your brain is on don't pass out or don't have a flashback or just get into bed and you'll be okay or something like that but or someone also, switches like, in and you lose like half a day and they didn't yeah. brush teeth yeah yeah exactly and then obviously there are like illnesses and stuff like that like bulimia can make your teeth really yellow and yeah, yeah i know Sorry, the guinea pigs were squeaking. And like, um, sometimes we can get triggered by the feeling of having things in our mouth or towards the back of our throat. And that can be super triggering. Um, And it gets worse, like for some months, it will be worse than others and stuff like that. And sometimes it's like, okay, I've had an okay day. Do I really want to risk it? Like, do I want to risk having a flashback? Um, It's it's complicated. I think a lot of people who are um, mentally well don't really get like how basic things like that can be a big struggle for people who are mentally ill yeah oh my god the intensity of like knowing you can only do some things when you're doing okay Mm -hmm. but then being terrified of doing them when you are okay for fear that you're not going to be okay anymore yeah you so rarely get that (sighs) yeah that's a big (laughs) fucking thing yeah that's a really big thing yeah yeah Oh, man. Um, 
Okay, what, what other Patreon things do we have? This might end up being a whole Q&A episode, but that's okay. It may be. Can you stop biting the bars, Muffin? You have everything you need. I know you just want my attention. You've literally got everything. Can you hear him biting the bars or is it okay? Oh, okay, okay, good. You settle down. Settle down. Shh. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's not going to stop, so that's okay. Um, oh, somebody was asking about, do you have an internal world and what does it look like? So most people who front regularly in our system had no idea that we had an inner world. Um, we thought that we didn't have one. We since have discovered that there are authors who are almost entirely, if not entirely internal, who do have access to our inner world. So it does exist. Um, and over time, it's developed a little bit more for our littles and our littles primary care. Um, so they have access to an inner world and then some other people have access to an inner world. I don't at all. Um, other people who front regularly from what I know don't really at all. Um, Jaden once had one really clear flash of an image um, and kind of was like in like a parking lot that mm. went to a little hill that went just up a tiny bit and then down into a lake with some trees and picnic benches. Okay. Um, that kind of feels like a place that we know from our hometown, but um, he just like walked from the parking lot up to the top of that hill and then looked down over the lake um, and that was it. But he kind of shared that image memory with a lot of us. So um, that's the extent of my vision experience of our inner world. But like, then I know that there are people who are like deep in the woods somewhere. And I know that Willow, who takes care of our littles, has like a garden for them and they have a little place. Um, and they grow a lot of sunflowers because of puppet. She loves sunflowers. Um, but yeah, we have like someone who lives in the woods and forages and um, is friends with the crows. Aww. Whatever that means. <laughs> but like, I, I didn't think that that existed. I didn't know that that existed. And it kind of makes me uncomfortable knowing that that does exist. And I don't know why. And I'm trying to let go of that. You don't know why you're uncomfortable or you don't know why it exists? I think I don't know why I'm uncomfortable. I think it might be an internalized issue of like, it feels too fantastical to be real. Mm -hmm. So... I think that that's just something that we need to work through and I need to work through my own internalized biases with that because I know that that's not true, mm -hmm. but I think that that's just there. So I'm uncomfortable with like, I think it was easier to think that we didn't have one. Right. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it really does. I think does. it's similar to how a lot of fictives feel is like, yeah. it's easier to not be one. And then if you are it's like oh shit which i'm not effective but i know that we do have fictives in our system and they struggle with that we have fictives in our system but they're almost all of them are persecutors or ex-persecutors yeah um yeah there's like a whole fusion line that came from like we just call it like the demon line and it's almost entirely 
fictives. I think the one well, one's a factive. So there was a fictive and a factive of our a fictive on its own, and then a factive of one of our abusers who integrated and made demon, and then that demon um, integrated with another fictive um, who was also a, a demon fictive um, to make the demon that we've got now, and then. Do we have any other fictives in our system? We have fictives of like books and stories that Chloe made up as a child herself, but mm -hmm. I don't know if she made them up and then the altar was made or if she made them up because she, because the altars existed um, yeah. and wrote, wrote about it, like what she was seeing or feeling or, or what, but um we also have fictives in our system that, and I think this happens sometimes, and it's like a different, it's weird. Um, mm -hmm. Several, we don't have a lot of fictives, but um, a few of the ones that we do have existed for a long time before they got their source, and mm -hmm. they just didn't really have any identity or any sense of self, but they did have their own amnesia and were their own person. They just like didn't identify with any names, didn't really identify with any appearance or anything like that. More of like and a fragment? Kind of, maybe like a fragment, but like they did exist and they did have, like they did have who they were, but mm. they didn't feel like that connected to any identity, gotcha. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So then when they saw their source, they connected with it enough that that kind of absorbed into them and became their name. And for some of them became how they looked. And for some of them, they adopted some of those like personality traits, mm -hmm. but most of them who have that, like they don't view themselves as that character. Mm -hmm. They just like that fused into their identity in some yeah. way. Um, and then we have a few, we have, like we have Coda from Brother Bear and that's from Aww. our childhood. And we have a factive of a teddy bear that our dad has had our whole life. Um, uh, so those both were like from childhood, childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other two are from, have been around for a long time, but have more recent sources. And then we have one person who like, technically, I don't know how she's like, nope, I'm not effective. I'm not effective. That does not exist. But she like, totally is. But if she doesn't identify with that, that's fine. So she's not. Okay. <laughs> she's, so she's, there, there's the like Scandinavian or Norwegian or whatever folklore witch, Baba Yaga, mm -hmm. who has like the chicken hut. Mm -hmm. Um she's in our system she's uncomfortable for us to talk about because before we were aware of our system we had a weird thing where several people told us that we reminded them of Baba Yaga who like not many people know about Baba Yaga and they would all tell us that separately and that was weird and so it kind of became a joke and we would like joke about like oh yeah we're Baba Yaga and then it turns out she's in our system and Damn. I don't know if it happened because of that or not. I kind of think that was a result of that. Mm -hmm. But um, 
or maybe she took on that identity and had already existed because that I don't I don't have like any communication with her but um I feel uncomfortable talking about it just because of that because it feels like it was a joke and now she's does that make sense yeah it does we don't have to talk about it it's okay no it's fine it's just but yeah like I don't know how she's not effective because of that well wouldn't it would it be a fact because she's folklore yeah but I mean I guess it'd be the same way as like people who have I know I guess it gets a bit messy there because some people believe that um certain people from like mythology and stuff like that are real or really existed so if you had an an introject of one of them would it be effective or effective yeah well either way she doesn't think that she's an introject Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna respect that oh yeah no for sure sorry I was just pondering (laughs) oh no I think about this all the time (laughs) (laughs) are you doing okay like how's your migraine doing doing fine it's like a little bit like right in here right now uh, i'm like behind the eye but like okay it's chilling right there we've been uh, going for almost an hour now do you want to maybe take a break or take a minute uh, or stop we can are, are you doing okay i'm floating a bit now yeah floating. but like i'm i'm okay i can carry on but i'm dissociating yeah do we want to um how many more patreon questions were there there were quite a few we can always save them for the next one that's true that's true there was one two three four five six seven questions okay cool and i think we answered four three yeah and maybe this will just end up being like maybe we'll do every other episode or we won't set it hard like that but like every few episodes will just be a full q a episode and then there will be yeah. the ones where we have like set things yeah i like that like some yeah. of them will just be rambly topic videos and some of them will be like okay well what do you want us to talk about yeah yeah i, I like, like that okay, missionary cool. boys <laughs> <laughs> well we can we can stop it now um okay i love you so much i love you too and everybody watching i hope that you've had a good and calm and safe day And if you want to watch this podcast, check out Candid Audios on YouTube. And you can see us actually filming this on Zoom. And it's also on Spotify and a load of other places. Soon it's going to be on Apple Podcasts, but we're having some trouble connecting to their server. But pretty much everywhere else that you like to listen to your podcast, you'll be able to find us. So like, subscribe, follow us. And let us know what you think of this and, and, and yeah. Yes, also <laughs> follow, follow them on YouTube on through Dissociated or mm-hmm. on TikTok through Kayanko. Follow their Patreon, Kayanko. There will be all the links below. Mm-hmm. And, and follow Charlie. Bunch. Follow Charlie, a braided bunch on TikTok and on Patreon and on YouTube and everywhere else where they are. Go and follow them because they're amazing people and you will enjoy their content. I can absolutely promise you that you will, unless you are boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless you're boring. Unless you're boring. Go follow Braden Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm boring too, but like, I mean, I'm fun on here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm boring, but in a fun way, you know? Yeah. I love you so much. I love you too. Take care, everybody.
drink water, take your meds, wear your mask, eat your food. Get vaxxed and get good sleep. This is something I love to tell people to do. Um, Tonight, you all have an assignment, but it's not a stressful assignment. If you forget, that's okay. But if you remember, you got to do it before you fall asleep, sing yourself a lullaby. And it can be the most little, stupid, made-up lullaby ever. It can literally be, okay, Charlie, I did it. That's fine. Is that a lullaby? Yeah. It's oh, sorry. Sing, <laughs> like singing yourself something before you fall asleep. I thought, okay, Charlie, I did it was your lullaby. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that. Yeah. It can be anything. Just if you sing before you sleep, it's a lullaby. Mm-hmm. Um, but sing yourself something before you fall asleep even if it's just two words um yeah i know there are people out there who are thinking of you and who care about you and that um your life is worth living and it's going to get better and yeah we'll see you next time take care everybody Bye. bye